Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Cristiano, how does it feel to be able to call yourself a United player again? Well, as you know, I had a, a fantastic history with the, this amazing club. I was there with 18 years old, and of course, it's, I'm so happy to be back home. Two weekends ago, one of the greatest soccer players in history re-signed with the club where he first became world famous almost two decades ago. It is Ronaldo, and it's in! Cristiano Ronaldo, 18 years young, scores his first goal for this famous club. And now, Cristiano Ronaldo is expected to make his second debut with Manchester United this weekend. Today, the Athletic's Laurie Whitwell takes us inside the Red Devils' quest to lure the Portuguese star away from their crosstown rivals, what his role in the team will be, and if his presence could tip the championship scales in their direction. From Wondery and the Athletic, I'm Andres Kelto. It's Wednesday, September 8th, and this is The Lead. Goodness, he's coming home! So, Lori, last week, Manchester United released photos of Cristiano Ronaldo back in a Manchester United uniform for the first time since, I believe, 2009. How do you think he looked? Yeah, it looks sharp, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> I think the kit this year, certainly all three kits, really, they've gone a bit of an old school flavour. So maybe that's quite fitting that you've got a guy that's coming back to a place where he started his career, or at least grew his career to a superstardom, as you mentioned. He filled it out well. His body is obviously still supreme. Uh, he's kept himself in good nick. Uh, you know, he doesn't drink. It's it's water at lunch, there, that kind of thing. So, yeah, he looks in peak physical condition. Hair was sharp. He looked happy. An even kind of cheesy grin in one of those photos. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that's another thing that not always when players put their kits on and, and do the photos, they're not always smiling, but he seemed like he was genuinely thrilled to be back at Man United. Well, Laura, you cover Manchester United from there in Manchester. What's it like there? Are there billboards of him going up around town to welcome him back? How, if at all, is his presence already being felt there? Well, there is actually a billboard, uh, Welcome to Manchester, big billboard in Manchester Piccadilly, the big train station in the city centre, which is a bit of a nod to the Carlos Tevez banner that went up a few years ago when uh-huh. Manchester City signed him from Manchester United. So that was a little playful um, reference, I suppose. But also that night, Manchester United fans had travelled to Wolverhampton Wanderers and I was on the train there um, and coming off the train, the song started. Viva Ronaldo is a famous one that they've always sung. So the atmosphere among fans was certainly jubilant and coming back to Manchester Piccadilly where this big billboard was, they're, they're singing the songs coming through there as well at you know 11 o'clock at night. So certainly the excitement sustained throughout the day. You gotta love billboard wars. Nothing, nothing <laughs> quite like them. Well, Laurie, we want to understand exactly how this big move for Cristiano Ronaldo came about. So, let's start here. 
How have the last three years at Juventus been for him overall? I think when you look at the numbers, they've been pretty remarkable. Emre Jan for Cristiano Ronaldo! This is the day that he has caught fire! I think he was the fastest player to score 100 goals for Juventus. Um, he was the top scorer in the league last season, um, you know, outstripping Romelu Lukaku, who's gone to Chelsea. Good header by Rabiot for Cristiano Ronaldo against Marlon. Cristiano Ronaldo, 2-0 and 100 goals for Juventus! So I think you kind of look at those numbers as really, really strong and certainly surpassing anything that Manchester United have managed to do in recent years. On the flip side of that, you know, he hasn't won the Champions League, which is, I think, what he went there to do. From the spot kick. What about that for Thornis? Leon are ahead on the night. And more significantly, they're 2-0 up on aggregates. That's the pinnacle of his ambitions. He obviously won it a number of times with Real Madrid and Manchester United once. But with Juventus, he never got close. They actually sort of slipped away as the years went by. There's a trudge about Juventus, a weariness about Juventus, a beaten look about Juventus. It's the end of an era, you know, I think, because this is a great night for Leon. They have come here... And is it safe to say that that is the main reason that Ronaldo was looking to leave Turin to have a better shot at winning another Champions League title? I think it is that ambition to do something else, to win again in a different place. You know, he won Serie A with Juventus, but as I say, the Champions League eluded him and people might look at it and go, well, Manchester United haven't threatened the Champions League for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. But I think with them, there was that emotional pull of coming home, so to speak. And there's also this idea, I suppose, that Ronaldo is such a huge orbit that everybody sort of defers to him. So, you know, for Juventus, I think they looked at that and thought, is he really bringing the best out of the full team? He might be scoring a lot of goals personally, but Mm -hmm. is that having a good effect for everybody else? I suppose it's never quite felt a settled environment for Ronaldo. So there's always been the suspicion that he might move on. And there was a famous sort of clip of him loading his cars <laughs> into a van ready to be transported out of Turin at the start of the summer. And everyone sort of thought, is that the, the starting gun for Ronaldo leaving? And, and then that being the case. Well, around that time, Laurie, you know, when it was first reported that Ronaldo could be looking to move, my sense was that there was talk about the possibility of him returning to Manchester United, but United didn't really seem to be pursuing him that much. So based on the reporting that you've done, is that true? And if so, why were they not going all in? Yeah, it's a really interesting one to try and untangle. So Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the Manchester United manager, who was a former player, and he also played with Ronaldo when he first joined the club, you know, back in 2003-04. Cristiano has been a legend of this club. He is a legend of this club. He's the greatest player of all time, if you ask me. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to play with him. He knows his skills on the pitch, but also the way he carries himself off the pitch um, in terms of the dedication to his craft. So Solskjaer recognised that even at 36, Ronaldo would be an asset to Manchester United. He knows what we feel about him. And if he was ever going to move away from Juventus, he, he knows that we're, we're here. But the club, I think, had a slightly different interpretation in terms of, I don't think they truly believed that he would leave Juventus. I think they've had this situation before with other players. Sergio Ramos, for example, at Real Madrid, it felt like a, you know an ever annual event that he would supposedly leave Real Madrid and come to Manchester United. And each time it seemed that he'd sign a new contract. So I think United were guarded against being drawn into a situation where they were used as kind of leverage for a new deal or for another club to come in and gain better terms. So I can understand United's caution, but maybe they could have been a bit stronger in saying to Ronaldo, yes, we want to bring you to to Old Trafford. Well, it seems like the decisive moment in this whole saga really happened when it looked like Cristiano was 
maybe going to do the unthinkable, at least to Man United fans, and sign with their crosstown rivals, Man City. We've got uh, Jeanette who says, why haven't the Glazers gone in for Ronaldo, bring him back to the red, uh, the red side? And uh, Ashley Bevan says, you can't be serious. You think Ronaldo is going to sign for Manchester City? Well, JD- What's your understanding of how close that came to actually happening? I think it was close. I mean, I think if United hadn't stepped in, I think it would have happened. You know, there's some idea that Ronaldo's agent, George Mendes, did he deliberately bring Man City to the table to trigger Manchester United into action? There could be some logic to that. But then again, Mendes has really good relations with Man City. So it would be a very strong tactic to kind of go against that club now. I think genuinely they were going to do the deal. Pep Guardiola spoke to Ronaldo. In my personal view, there are few players, few players, and I think Cristiano Ronaldo is included, when they decide where they're going to play. So They had a good conversation. Ronaldo was infused by the prospect of going to a club where they could, you know, Man City were in the Champions League final last season. So really it kind of fits more in with what his ambitions were um, when he was leaving Juventus to, to go and win the Champions League again. They're obviously the Premier League champions and they've won the title three times in four years. So, you know, if you're going to go to anywhere to win silverware, Man City would probably be the destination. Well, Laura, you've written about how Manchester United went about pursuing Cristiano Ronaldo. So take us inside Operation Don't Let Cristiano Sign with Man City or whatever we should call it here. (laughs) How exactly did the Red Devils court him and get a signature? Yeah, Operation Hijack maybe. I I don't know. (laughs) When it was emerging that City was a real destination, United went into action. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer put a call into Ed Woodward, the executive vice chairman, and I'm told it was a very quick call. Ed Woodward understood the situation delicately, went to work on trying to sort a deal with Juventus, Agnelli, the owner of Juventus, he's got a good relationship with him. At the same time, Woodward also spoke to Joel Glazer, the owner of Manchester United, and he wanted to know exactly what benefit United would get from signing him, how much it would cost, and why it made sense from a financial point of view. At the same time, you've got all the football guys, the ex-players going to work. Rio Ferdinand, who is quite well-versed in the arts of agency. So Rio, have you been? what's been going on? Was it phone calls? Was it WhatsApp? Was it text messages? All of the above. I mean, talking to him, texting, obviously, is a big part of it. You could never see Man United, never see him wearing a, a, a sky blue kit and walking out in Manchester, not at Old Trafford in a red shirt. It just couldn't happen. So He was speaking to Cristiano Ronaldo as late as 1.30 in the morning to kind of compel him to join Manchester United. Gary Neville. Nostalgia doesn't always work in football. It sometimes uh, you know, kicks you sometimes when you, when you don't expect it. But this is... You know, the idea of him going to Manchester City was torture for Manchester United fans. Patrice Evray is another one who had a really good relationship with Ronaldo when they were both players at Old Trafford. He was sending WhatsApp messages to him. You've got Bruno Fernandes, who is his national teammate. He's placing a call in and even tweeted the next day saying, you know, Agent Bruno at it again. So you could sense the kind of avalanche of affection, I suppose, from all different parts of Old Trafford to try and get Ronaldo to change his mind. And what about Manchester United's legendary former manager, Sir Alex Ferguson? I've read that he was also an integral part of the recruiting effort. What do we know about the role that Sir Alex played in getting Ronaldo to sign with Man U? The Ferguson strand is a really enjoyable one, I think, because it's genuinely a warmth between the two of them. How old were you when you came over to join Manchester United? You were just 18? 18, 18, yeah. 18 years old. Because and, uh, Ferguson was obviously the manager when Ronaldo was developing. And he helped him through some difficult times on the pitch. It's an unbelievable person. He treated me uh, very good. He's, as I say many times, he's like a father for me in football. So 
I have to appreciate what he did for me. There was an argument between Cristiano Ronaldo and Ruud van Nistelrooy back in sort of early 2004 when you know, Van Nistelrooy had a go at Ronaldo for not giving him the ball as often as he wanted to. And, and Ferguson sided with Ronaldo and, and said, he's my guy going forward. So he remembers that. Mm. Also, when Ronaldo lost his own father, Ferguson showed a lot of compassion there and Ronaldo remembers that. So there's a genuine warmth there and Ferguson picked up the call. Listen, I don't know exactly what was said. I don't think anyone outside those two people will know for sure, but you can imagine that the kind of tone of it would have been don't you dare, Cristiano, you know, don't, you need to come back home to Manchester United. And then I'm sure there was some warmth there as well. You know, people that I speak to that have an understanding of Sir Alex have told me that, you know, he's always wanted to have Cristiano Ronaldo back at Old Trafford. So I think when he saw the horror of him going to Man City, he took action personally. I would keep in touch uh, all the time. And it was the main key for me to be in, uh, in the position that I am that I sent for Manchester United. Well, you mentioned the billboard and the songs down by the train station. What about his new teammates? What have his new teammates had to say about his upcoming arrival? They sound genuinely buzzing. Well, everybody knows that uh, he's already a legend in this club and he's coming back. So obviously it's it's huge for, the, for us, for the club. So Paul Pogba is somebody who has spoken about it. David De Gea has as well. I think it's like a dream for, for all the Manchester United fans, for, for us, to have him back. Uh, it's going to be great. It's already great. You, you feel in the atmosphere. And Luke Shaw has basically said that when he comes to Manchester United, they feel like they will be able to learn so much off him. You know, not just little movements on the pitch, but also how he conducts himself off it. You know, everyone's very excited for him to come in and and, you know, especially learn off him and, and to be able to play with him too. And yeah, I think you can sense that they are genuinely excited by it. You know, they're fans like us as well, um, players, and I think they can get excited just as much as we can about transfers. There are a lot of things that can make your workouts difficult. Extra resistance, more speed, one more mile, but your socks shouldn't make things tough. That's why Bombas Performance Socks are built to be comfortable and supportive. Bombas Performance Socks have special Hextech performance technology, and they're stitched with special moisture-wicking yarn and temperature-regulating vents to allow cool air to flow in and prevent overheating. They also come with a pillow-like tab to save you from blisters, stay-up technology, a special arch-hugging system, and an extra layer of cushiony comfort on the bottom for the perfect amount of support. They come in different styles for every sport with specific design features to help you optimize performance and keep you comfortable no matter what you're doing. Like all their socks, for every pair of Bombas Performance socks you buy, they donate a pair to someone in need. They've donated over 45 million pairs so far. For me, because of the quality, comfort, and performance, these are my no-doubt favorite go-to socks. Go to bombas.com slash lead today and get 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S, bombas.com slash lead for 20% off. Bombas.com slash lead. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. 
Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code WONDERY to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Well, Lori, on a more serious note here, Cristiano Ronaldo continues to be wrapped up in a legal battle over sexual assault allegations on the part of a woman here in the U.S. Have there been any concerns about his arrival in Manchester coming with a bit of a dark cloud? Is that something that's been part of the conversation around his return to Man U? For some people, it has been part of the conversation. I mean, we've got a lot of comments and emails from subscribers sort of asking what our sort of approach to all that is. So we've written a piece that addresses that, that just sort of explains the current situation. And as you say, the allegations that have been made, which he denies, you know, they obviously are very serious allegations. It doesn't seem to have affected his time at Juventus. Obviously, these allegations came out publicly whilst he was in Turin. And he was able to navigate through them. You know, he spoke about them. The club spoke about them. But it is something that is, you know, I think we all are, should be attuned to. And I suppose we'll have to wait and see what happens in the civil courts over in America. Well, turning back to on the field stuff, you know, it's hard to imagine any team with Cristiano Ronaldo in the lineup would not be built around him and his unique skill set. But he's also 36 years old. So... Laurie, what clues do we have at this time about what exactly his role will be within the United team and how much the team will adapt their style of play to him? Solskjaer gave us a good clue after the game against Wolves. Cristiano is is evolved as a player. Of course, he used to play wide right, wide left, up front. He's more of a centre forward for me at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I want him in the box. I want him scoring goals. So he sees him as a centre forward. Those songs about him running down the wing and playing on the left and, and the right, they probably need updating. Maybe there's a new song that could be sung where it talks about him just scoring tap-ins. I don't know. But I think his movement is something that in the box is, is something that United can really utilise because Solskjaer has been crying out for a striker. He says... Um, willing to break his nose to score a goal. Ronaldo clearly likes the way he looks, so I don't think he'll be breaking his nose necessarily, but he has a really great physique about him. The way that he jumps and scores you know, powerful headers is something that United haven't really had for a while. I think United's wingers will enjoy having a guy like that in the box where they can you know, pick him out. If they put a good cross in, he will make it his mission to get on the end of it. I do think it leaves Solskjaer with a dilemma over who to pick. You know, you've got Edison Cavani there as well. You've got Anthony Martial, you've got Marcus Rashford. You've got a lot of players there that will want to play regularly. So it's up to Solskjaer to keep them all happy. But Solskjaer said he's not Simon Ronaldo to sit on the bench. So I would imagine that he is the starting centre-forward, you know, pretty much every week. And lastly, Laurie, Man United have been off to a rather promising start even before Cristiano Ronaldo's arrival. So... What do you think? Does his presence now make Man U Premier League favourites? I don't think you can have them as favourites because they haven't won the title since Alex Ferguson left 2013. So it's a long time. 
There's only David De Gea and Phil Jones who have won that, whereas you've got Manchester City players that have won it regularly, you've got Liverpool players that have won it, even players at Leicester City have won it more recently than Manchester United players. So I think that's something to count against them, but that being said, They've got a, an incredible array of attacking talent. They've got to be contenders this season now with Ronaldo in their ranks. I would probably say Chelsea are favourites at present because they have a really strong squad and, and a good manager in Thomas Tuchel. You can't discount Liverpool and obviously Man City, the reigning champion. But yeah, I would be reluctant to say they're actual favourites, even with Ronaldo in their ranks. Well, Laurie, thanks so much for joining us today and it'll be fascinating to watch this all unfold. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You can read all of Laurie Whitwell's Manchester United coverage and listen to his podcast, Talk of the Devils, at theathletic.com. From Wondery and The Athletic, I'm Andres Kelto. Thanks for listening. To hear more of The Lead, you can follow us on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Or to listen to us on your Alexa-enabled device, just say, Alexa, play The Lead podcast. Hey, grown-ups! The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family. Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his fishbowl podcast studio from the Cat in the Hat himself. And it becomes very clear that the cat has other plans for the podcast. And those plans are the opposite of quiet. Sing along to new favorite songs, try your luck at Titanic tongue twisters, have some fun with wondrous wordplay, and most importantly, bring your family along for all of the adventures in the Cat in the Hat cast. Follow the Cat in the Hat cast on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the Cat in the Hat cast early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts today.